Thank you so much for joining us today. I'm Jerry Ann Savelle Newton, and I'm with my sister, Terry Savelle Foy. And we have the honor and privilege of filling in for our dad today. And we just want you to take a few minutes just to get in the word and just what if you're at home and you're doing laundry or waiting on your kids or whatever, just take a few minutes right now for yourself and just get the word down in you. And Terry is going to talk to us today about audacious faith. I'm curious yes. to hear about this audacious faith. Yes. Well, you know, I believe that if you want to learn to be more successful in any area of life, you can find it in the word of God. You know, I heard somebody once describe success is like knowing the combination to a lock. That it doesn't matter if you're 16, 65, if you're male, if you're female, if you were born in Paris or you're born in Crowley, Texas, USA. <laughs> if you know the combination, the lock has to open, right? Well, I believe God gave us clues in the word of God on how to be successful. He gave us the combination. You know, you think about Joshua 1a. It says, this book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth, but you should meditate day and night, mm -hmm. make your way prosperous, and you'll have good success. So that's a success clue, right? From mm -hmm. the word of God. You know, J. Paul Getty said there's only three keys to success. He said, number one, get up early. Number two, work hard. Number three, find oil. Well, <laughs> most of us aren't going to find oil. So I'm glad that the Lord gave us clues in the word of God on how to be successful. But specifically talking about audacious faith, you know, that was just the word audacity just kept going off in my heart and my spirit about a year ago. And so I looked up that word audacity and it means the nerve, the grit, the fearlessness, the courage, the daring. And I thought, we have to have that kind of faith if we're going to achieve the dreams that God's put in our heart. Mm -hmm. We have to have audacity. You know, where you get to a place in your life where people say to you, you have the audacity to think you can do that. Wow, yeah. And you say, yes, that's exactly what I have is audacity. So I want you to think about that. You have the audacity to think that you could weigh that amount. You have the audacity to think that you could run the company. You have the audacity to think that you could pay off all that debt within 12 months. Mm -hmm. You have the audacity to think that you could be promoted. Yes, that's exactly what I want you to have is audacity. And that's what God wants you to have. That kind of faith where you say, Lord, I don't have a clue how this could happen, but I have audacious faith. So I want you to develop audacity. You know, in talking about audacity, there were three points that I really wanted to share today in order for you to arrive at a different place a year from now. The first point I wanted to make was you have to have the audacity to believe in yourself. Mm -hmm. That's something you've dealt with. Oh, yeah. That audacity to truly just forget the past. I think we've all dealt with it. Because I know when God began speaking to me about stepping out and, and doing more of what I'm doing now, you know, speaking or writing books, whatever it is, the first thing that comes against you is the shame from the past, the guilt from the past, the mistakes I've made, or I'm not qualified, mm -hmm. or even just those thoughts of what in the world do I have to offer that anybody's going to want to hear. So it starts with that audacity to believe in yourself. Well, your past can't define who you are today. Right. What you did yesterday is not who you are today. Yes. It's not your identity. Right. Your identity is in Jesus. Yes. But your past wants to constantly come up. And yes. So you don't believe in yourself. Yeah. And the thing is, God never consults your past to determine your future. 
You know, the Bible says he remembers your sins no more. See, it's not your past that's keeping you from God's best. It's your remembrance of your past. Mm -hmm. So you have to just let it go. God remembers it no more. So stop reminding him of what he's already forgotten, right? You have and to just let it go. Believe in the gifts and talents and abilities and strengths that he's given you. Yes. That's what I'm talking about is once you deal with the past and you say, I don't identify with that girl anymore, that guy anymore, then you have to realize that God has given you special gifts and talents that you may not think of them as a talent or a gift because they come so natural to you that you think anybody can do it. Mm -hmm. But that's just it. See what you're able to do, God wants you to do. Mm -hmm. In fact, there's a direct connection between your potential, your passion, and your purpose. That's good. There's a direct connection between your potential, your passion, and your purpose. Mm -hmm. So God wants to use those gifts and talents that, like I said, you don't even think they're gifts. Mm -hmm. You know, it might be a gift for organizing and you think anybody can organize. Nope, not anybody can just organize the way you organize mm -hmm. or whatever it is. Those are unique qualities that God's given you and he wants to use it. And you know, Proverbs actually says that your gifts will not only make room for you and bring you before great men, but your gifts will prosper you. Yes. So God meant for this gift you have to bring prosperity and wealth into your life. Mm -hmm. You know, I was reading this story about this kid named Amos at 12 years old. He said his parents divorced. Neither one of them wanted him. So he went up to New York to live with his aunt. Well, his aunt was the sweetest lady. She raised him, took care of him all the way until she passed away. But she was um, always in the kitchen cooking and teaching him how to cook. And she made the most amazing cookies, and so she taught him how to make them. Well, he just had a natural gift for making these cookies. Well, later, you know, he graduated from high school, went to college, and he thought, well, I want to be in the music industry. But the only problem was he wasn't talented in music, mm -hmm. didn't have that gift. So he thought, well, I want to be an actor. Only problem was he wasn't gifted in acting. So then he said, he just thought, well, I want to get as close to the industry as I can. So he thought I'll be an agent for musicians. So he's thinking about how do I start this career? Because the first question they're going to ask me is, well, who do you currently represent? So he thought, what can I do to get my foot in the door so these people will even want to meet with me? He thought, what do I do that everybody loves? And he thought, my cookies. So he baked some cookies, sent them with his resume, all these musicians. Well, as the musicians would get the cookies, they're eating them up and they're telling their assistants, order some more of these cookies. Mm -hmm. So they contact him. They said, we want some more cookies. He said, well, I'll give you more cookies if you give me five minutes of your time. Well, they did. Well, he eventually ended up signing Marvin Gaye, Diana Ross, the Supreme, Simon and Garfunkel. I mean, he signed some big names. Wow. Well, years later, Marvin Gaye came to him. He said, you know, you're, you're pretty good at this agent thing, but you're real good with the cookie thing. <laughs> he said, we've been talking. We think you need to open a cookie store. He said, there's no money to be made with a cookie store. Marvin Gaye said, with your cookies, there's money to be made. Mm. He said, I'm going to give you $25,000 to help you start your first store. Mm. So he did. And in the first year, he made $350,000. Mm. So he opened up another store and another store, made millions of dollars. And of course, today, his cookies are in grocery stores all over the U.S., and that was famous Amos cookies. Mm -hmm. But do you know, you think about that. That was something that came natural to him. So he didn't think it was a gift. Mm -hmm. He didn't want to use this gift. He wanted to be a singer, an actor. But God gave him a different gift. Like I said before, there's a direct connection between your potential, 
your passion and your purpose. Those things you're able to do, God wants you to do. Not only that, he wants to prosper you. He wants your gift to make room for you and bring you before great men. So I'm going to challenge you with this audacious faith. First of all, you have to have the audacity to believe in yourself. When we come back, I'm going to talk to you about how you have to make a decision to decide that every day matters. Mm -hmm. Everything you do today is preparing you for tomorrow. Watch this. I'll be right back. Do you have the audacity to receive what God has for you? Everything that God has for you is available, but it's not automatic. Obstacles and resistance will try to stop you from achieving your dreams and desires. In Audacity, Terry Savelle Foy shares from personal experience seven key areas to conquer fear, develop discipline, and build the audacious faith you need to fulfill your dreams and purpose. In the three CD series, If You Can Conceive It, You Can Receive It, Jerry Savelle shares how success begins on the inside. You'll learn how to let the Holy Spirit become the artist, God's Word the oil, and your heart the candle canvas for God's plan for victory. Also included is Jerry Ann Savelle Newton's teaching, Beware of the Dream Killers. You'll discover that God does have a plan for your life and how to stop the devil from killing your dreams. Don't wait. Request the Audacity to Receive Teaching Trio, including Audacity. If you can conceive it, you can receive it. And beware of the dream killers. Just call or visit jerrysavelle.org. Start your journey with audacious faith today. Be sure to get this special offer on Beware of the Dream Killers. If you can conceive it, you can receive it. And then Audacity. I'm teaching a portion of this series on Audacity. And I just believe, you know, I heard somebody say, the worst day in heaven would be when God gives you a glimpse of all that you could have had, all that you could have done, and all that you could have been. Mm. But somewhere along the way, you just gave up. You didn't have that audacity to believe that God could really use you. So we're challenging you today to develop that audacious faith. It reminds me of our dad. You know, when dad surrendered his life to the Lord in 1969, he said, you know, his marriage was falling apart. He was in debt up to his eyeballs. His business was falling apart. And he finally surrendered to the Lord. And he said this to God. He said, Lord, what would you want with me? He said, I'm a failure. I'm a nobody. And he said, the Lord said to him, don't worry about it, son. I'm a master in making champions out of nobodies. God is the master who can make champions out of nobodies. So we're challenging you to believe in yourself. The next thing I want to, the point I want to make, number two, is you have to have the audacity to believe that every day matters. This is so important on your road to success. You have to believe every single day matters. Every day that you wake up is another opportunity for you to prepare. You know, years ago, you've probably heard me share this. I was just listening for the Lord, and I heard him say to me, Terry, when I know you're ready, get ready. Mm -hmm. And then I heard it again, but he put emphasis on me. When I know you're ready, get ready. And I didn't really know what the Lord meant, but I kind of thought he wanted me to get ready. So, <laughs> so I wrote that down. And, you know, later I heard, you know, where Coach John Wooden said, prepare now. Because when opportunities come, it's too late to prepare. Well, Smith Wigglesworth says it's better to live ready than to get ready. That's good. And that's exactly what you're saying. Yes. 
So you're preparing now for what God's called you to do. Because see, God's going to bring opportunities your way and they're either going to pass you by or you're going to see them. So you have to get ready now. So back then, what the Lord was telling me to do was to start writing my first book. Mm-hmm. Well, of course, I'm writing the book and I'm hearing all these voices telling me it's wasted information. No one's going to read this. You know, no one cares what you have to say. It's not going to help anybody but I had to make myself prepare. Mm-hmm. And then when the opportunity came and the publisher came into my life, they said, well, we want to publish a book for you if you're ready. Thank the Lord. You I obeyed ready. the Lord <laughs> and I was ready. But God wants you to get ready. He wants you to prepare now for what he's called you to do. So, you know, I was reading something from Darren Hardy. He's the publisher of Success Magazine. And he said he has interviewed the most successful people of our day. Jeff Bezos of Amazon, Howard Schultz of Starbucks, you know, you name it, Bill Gates and Steve Jobs. And he said he discovered they all have one common trait. You know what it is? Good habits. They all have good habits. Well, Jack Canfield, he said he studied peak performers and he found that they all have the exact same disciplines. One of them is, and I'm gonna share two of them with you today. Number one is they go to Automobile University. Every one of them use their drive time to grow, to educate themselves, to gain wisdom. Using your drive time to put a CD in or to listen to a podcast or, you know, connect it to your phone, but listen to a message. I'm telling you, just doing that 20 minutes a day, you might say, Terry, you have no idea how far I've got to go. 20 minutes a day times 30 days in a month, that's 10 hours of wisdom being poured into your spirit. I think you would think differently after 10 hours, Mm -hmm. wouldn't you? So use your drive time to get ahead. You know, they say the average American puts 12,000 miles a year on our cars. Mm -hmm. That's kind of on the low end. 12,000 miles is 300 hours of listening to faith-building messages. So go to Automobile University. Number two is they read great books. The most successful people in the world read great books. In fact, W. Clement Stone, multimillionaire, he was interviewing a young Jack Canfield. And he said, Jack, do you watch TV every day? And Jack said, yeah. And he said, about how many hours? Jack said, probably three hours. He said, I want you to cut out one hour. He said, why? He said, if you cut out one hour a day times 365 days in a year, He said, that's 365 hours. He said, now divide that by a 40-hour work week. That's nine and a half weeks of productive time. He said, I want that time. Mm. He said, what do you want me to do? He said to Jack, I want you to read. I want you to read in the area of your field. Read psychology, read marketing, read sales, read good books. Well, consequently, Jack Canfield went on to write Chicken Soup for the Soul. But that's where it started, was growing himself, educating himself, making an investment in his growth. Mm -hmm. So those are success habits. And, you know, a friend of mine who pastors a church in Jackson, Mississippi, Pastor Joel Sims, he said when he was 18 years old, he's sitting in math class, he's about to graduate from high school. He said, I felt like I had the world at my feet, getting ready to graduate, go off to college. And he said, all of a sudden I heard this knock at the door and the teacher called him out. He said, for some reason, I knew in my heart something's not right. Well, they called him out of class to tell him that his father, who was the pastor of the local church, his father had just had a massive heart attack and died. 
He said, my whole world changed in one moment. He said, my dad was there for breakfast. He wasn't there for dinner. Mm. And he said, you know, everything changed. In fact, he said, I started thinking, I can't go to college. I need to go to Bible school to help my mom pastor the church. I got to learn how to do this. So he said he went off to Ramah. He said, while he's at Ramah, he's sitting in class and he's thinking, I don't need to be here. I need to get back to Jackson and help my mom pastor the church. Well, he got back home at 19 years old. He took over the church. So he becomes the pastor. I think it was like maybe 250, 300 people. And he said in the first year as pastor at 19 years old, he lost more than half the people. He said not only did he lose half the people, he lost more than half the income. So he said it dawned on him, something's got to change or I'm going to lose everything my dad built in 20 years. Mm -hmm. I'm going to lose it in one year. So he said, I just, I got desperate. He said, I removed every distraction around me. He said, I, I made a decision. I'm going to listen to two CDs every week. Just listen to the same ones over and over, two CDs a week. Then he said, I'm going to read a book a week. That's 52 books in a year. That's intense, you know. You could probably do that. But he said, I just made a decision. He said, I started watching people like Joel Osteen. He said, I was studying Joel Osteen, how he used body language to really get his point across. He said, I watched T.D. Jakes, how he used voice inflection to really stress a point. And then he said, I watched people like John Maxwell, how he would stay seated through his whole presentation. Then when he really wanted to make a point, he'd stand up. He said, I was just consuming my life with the Word of God and with growth. Well, 10 years later, he's 29 years old, pastoring more than 3,000 people. He paid off his church building $11.5 million at 29 years old. Wow. Now, that was just a couple of years ago. I just heard yesterday he has almost 5,000 people in his church. Mm. He changed his routine and it changed his whole he life. He made a decision. He did. For personal growth. Yes. Mm -hmm. And just by those simple things. You know, I remember, you know, you can hear a message like this and get overwhelmed and just be like, forget it. I don't even know where to start. I did the same thing years ago. I remember going to a youth conference and I heard, um, you know, it was Willie George and different ones. And I mean, they're just quoting all these successful people. And I didn't even know one quote. And I'm just listening to them. And I was like, I don't even know where to start. But do you know where it starts? One morning, one CD. When you're getting ready in the morning, in your bathroom, push play. Do it again the next day. Do it again the next day. And before you know it, after 21 days of doing that, you start thinking differently. Your dreams get bigger. Your faith grows. Why? Because faith comes by hearing. So don't even let the devil overwhelm you right now with, I have too far to go. Start today. Today matters. That's the whole point I'm trying to make right now. In fact, I heard somebody say, you know, have you ever been bitten by a mosquito? That's a big one. That's a gigantic one, but <laughs> have you ever been bit by an elephant? No, the point is, it's the little things that bite you. <laughs> it's the little things that we ignore that creep up on us. Those little disciplines that this isn't hard. We can do this. Mm -hmm. I can do this while I'm driving. I can do this while I'm putting makeup on. I can do this while I'm putting the dishes away. It's the little things that add up over time mm -hmm. that accumulate to a lot. So don't let Satan talk you out of it because it looks too overwhelming. Start where you are. In fact, I was reading about Larry Bird. You remember from the NBA? Celtics. Yeah. yeah. You know, he even admits that he didn't have a lot of natural talent, but... He was so disciplined. He said every morning before he even went to school, he would practice 500 free throw shots. So while most kids are in bed, 
He's outside practicing 500 free throw shots every morning before school. Mm. Well, consequently, he became one of the most consistent free throw shooters in the NBA. And, you know, he's in the, the Hall of Fame. Mm -hmm. But he, it was his routine. And, you know, I can't help but think about um, one time Dad and I were at DFW getting ready to fly out. Dad wanted to stop by Starbucks. And he goes up to the counter and Dad said, I want a latte with um, no caffeine, 2% milk, and no whipped cream. And the lady yelled, one medium, why bother? <laughs> and Dad goes, what'd you call that? And she said, a why bother? Why bother even getting a latte? You left out all the good stuff. <laughs> but, you know, I think that we can feel that way about why bother? Mm -hmm. Seriously? You think reading for 20 minutes is going to help my life? Why bother? I'm telling you, the secret of your future is in your daily routine. Bother with it. Mm -hmm. You know, make a commitment that you're not going to let another year pass you by, and you're not going to sit on the sidelines watching everybody else move on with their life while you just sit back. No, God's saying today, bother with it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> make a decision. Invest in yourself. Push play. Open up that first book and just, you know what I do? And sometimes I still do it. Set the alarm on my phone for 20 minutes and say, I'm going to make myself read for 20 minutes. You're making an investment in your growth. Mm -hmm. So number one was have the audacity to believe in yourself. Number two, have the audacity to believe that every day matters. You're preparing for your future. Number three is have the audacity to visualize your future. I shared on a previous broadcast that you'll never leave where you are until you see where you'd rather be. Where do you want to go? You know, everything begins in here before it ever shows up out here. It's your ability to think, to dream, and to imagine. You know, one time, Jerry, I was preaching in London, and it was this church where the pastor was from Nigeria, thousands of people in his church. And we're back in the speaker's room before we went out, and I said, you're amazing. You know, I said, tell me your story. And he said, well, he said, I grew up in Nigeria in poverty. And he said, all my siblings went to school, but my parents considered me the dumb child because he had a speech problem. He said, so I eventually, after I grew up, I started living in a car, begging people for food. He said, but while I was in that car, I got a hold of the Word of God. Mm. And he said, as I began to fill myself up with God's Word, I just began to imagine. He said, I imagined moving out of Nigeria to London, England. And he said, for some reason, I saw myself preaching to thousands of people. Mm. He said, I saw myself married. I saw children in my life. He said, I even saw the color green. Mm. And I said, you're amazing. And he said, no, I simply believe with a little <laughs> accent. Well, you go to his church now. He has 300 to 400 first-time visitors every Sunday. Mm. He had more than 7,000 people after four years of pastoring. He had just bought a TV network when I was there. He didn't buy the airtime. He bought the whole network and paid cash for it. That's audacious faith. Yes, it is. Yes. He had the audacity to believe that somebody like him with a speech impediment, growing up in poverty, living in a car, that God could still use him to impact a nation, mm -hmm. to have a church of thousands of people. What could God be trying to get across to you? You know, I remember years ago when I was launching my icing women's conference, I was sitting in a workshop, a CEO workshop, and that phrase just came to me, icing. First, I just thought I was really hungry, but the <laughs> Lord began to tell me he wanted me to start a women's conference called icing. Well, when I first met with my team, I said, I want you to see what I see on the inside. 
So I told Isaiah, I said, I need a picture of me preaching to thousands of people. Well, the only problem was Isaiah said, um, you've never preached to thousands of people. <laughs> I said, well, make something up. So he went to Joyce Meyer's women's conference and he printed out a picture of Joyce. Mm. He took little Joyce off the stage and he put little Terry on the stage. Well, then he put icing in the background. He put me on the big screens. You know, my head is on her body. I'm wearing mm -hmm. Joyce Meyer's clothing. <laughs> and he printed this out, and we just laughed and thought this was the funniest thing. Well, when I met with my team to share my vision for this new conference, this new thing we're launching, I said, I want you to see what I see. I don't see 20 people in a room. I see thousands of people. Well, of course, everybody laughed and thought it was the cutest thing, and you know, we thought it was funny. Well, this hung on my vision board. So every day, this vision was before my eyes. Well, the longer you look at it, you stop laughing. Mm -hmm. Like, it's not as funny as it was the first time. Mm -hmm. Then the more you look at it, it starts to kind of look real. Hey, this might could. This could happen. Mm -hmm. Well, think about it. This is the fake picture. This is a real picture of me preaching to thousands of people. See, I'm absolutely convinced if you can conceive it, you can receive it. Mm -hmm. But you have to get an image on the inside of you of what God has for your life. That's where it starts. With you saying, God, I feel crazy even dreaming this big. I feel ridiculous because I don't have a clue how it could happen. But you know what? If you can dream it, God can do it. Mm -hmm. I'm challenging you today. Get that audacious faith we're talking about where other people say to you, you are crazy. You have the grit. <laughs> you have the nerve to think that could happen. Mm -hmm. And you say, yes, that's exactly what I have. I have the audacity to believe that God can use me. Watch this special announcement and I'll be right back with something I really want you to hear. Do you have the audacity to receive what God has for you? Everything that God has for you is available, but it's not automatic. Obstacles and resistance will try to stop you from achieving your dreams and desires. In Audacity, Terry Savelle Foy shares from personal experience seven key areas to conquer fear, develop discipline, and build the audacious faith you need to fulfill your dreams and purpose. In the three CD series, If You Can Conceive It, You Can Receive It, Jerry Savelle shares how success begins on the inside. You'll learn how to let the Holy Spirit become the artist, God's Word the oil, and your heart the candle for God's plan for victory. Also included is Jerry Ann Savelle Newton's teaching, Beware of the Dream Killers. You'll discover that God does have a plan for your life and how to stop the devil from killing your dreams. Don't wait. Request the Audacity to Receive Teaching Trio, including Audacity. If you can conceive it, you can receive it. And beware of the dream killers. Just call or visit jerrysavelle.org. Start your journey with audacious faith today. I just want to encourage you to go to the phone right now or get online and don't delay ordering this package, the Audacity to Believe package. This is a CD that I did, Beware of the Dream Killers. Then dads, of course, if you can conceive it, you can receive it. And then Terry's going to talk a lot more detail about Audacity in this two-part CD. So I encourage you, just get it and get the word in you and play these over and over so that you not just hear it, but you believe it, and then you become a doer of the Word. That's right. And you know, I was just thinking as we're closing out, the story of the bumblebee. I just happen to have one. <laughs> you know, the story of the bumblebee is that all the laws of aerodynamics say the bumblebee cannot fly, that his body is too big, his wingspan is too short, it's too small, he can't get enough lift. It's impossible for him to fly. But here's the thing. 
Nobody told the bumblebee. <laughs> Something in his DNA says, I was born to fly. I want you to know, you have the DNA of Almighty God on the inside of you. You have the blood of Jesus in your veins. Something in your DNA says, I was born with the audacity to dream big. Mm -hmm. Don't ever put limits on what God can do in your life. You know, God just needs you to dream. I think about in Jeremiah, how God asked Jeremiah, he said, Jeremiah, what do you see? Jeremiah said, I see a branch or an almond tree blossoming in late winter. And God said, you've seen well. Now I'm watching over my word to perform what you saw. Mm -hmm. Came back and said, what do you see? You know, if Jeremiah had said nothing, then I'm convinced you will expect nothing. Mm -hmm. So I'm challenging you. See big, dream big, believe in yourself, your connection between your potential, your passion, and your purpose. And remember, you have the DNA of Almighty God to do big things. Develop that audacity. Thanks for watching, and we'll see you next week.